Oh yeah. What's up y'all? It's your boy. The one and only A Switch. AKA who keep putting this damn peanut butter on my lip. <laughs> AKA who keep putting this frosting on my elbow. AKA the taco meated tyrant. AKA the Komake Tiger Dropper. AKA the undisputed, uncontested social distancing champion. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sights. Episode 116. It's The Rock. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Just had an urge today to do that. Um, today's date is August twelfth, twenty twenty-one. Um, the world is still horrible. Just in case you know, I don't know if this is retroactively a time capsule of somebody visiting <laughs> uh, this this exact day and time in uh twenty twenty-one. Um, just in case you were checking me of all people. Um, the world is still horrible so you got that um at least gaming wise and i guess let me start off with that as well uh for those that may not know and or uneducated um switch sites podcast is a solo gaming podcast where i talk about just that um at least this week gaming wise Nothing, uh, nothing too crazy necessarily this week. Uh, some very insightful, interesting stuff, but, um, somewhat pretty light this week. So, uh, I, I mean, we'll, we'll gauge it, but it's, uh, likely, uh, gonna be, uh, I think still be pretty packed though, depending on how I, <laughs> how I, uh, I, I, I gush or not gush over, uh, the topics we'll talk about. But, um, yeah, without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying, get right into it. Um, boy, it's like, where do I even start? Where do I even start? First topic of discussion. Grand Theft Auto online. Well, not really online. Grand Theft Auto six. You, I know you waiting for it. Um, <laughs> well, this is not it. <laughs> so probably yet another reason we're uh, not going to get Grand Theft Auto six anytime soon. Um, rumor is uh, just started circulating today that uh, apparently um, Rockstar is gonna drop uh, a GTA remastered trilogy. And that's basically including the um, the Grand Theft Autos from the PlayStation 2 era. I know it technically came out on Xbox as well as PlayStation 2 like later after some uh, exclusivity period, I believe. Excuse me, but um, at least, uh, yeah, now it is. Uh, well, I mean, I'm acting like the game hasn't been re-released multiple times already. 
because what we had them released on mobile. Uh, I think particularly, particularly uh, Android. I think iOS came at some point. It uh, re-released on PlayStation Four. I think PlayStation Three as well, technically. Three sixty. So I mean, it technically has been on multiple, multiple platforms, uh, at least specifically Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I'm not sure about the other ones. They those are a little more iffy, but they for sure definitely were on the PlayStation Four, at least in terms of the most, most recent re-release port of the games. But I think what's the most interesting about this uh, particular topic is that apparently they're going to be like straight up remastered, like no, like just straight up, you know, uh, minimal effort port to uh, these new platforms. But apparently it's going to be remastered using the Unreal Engine and will be a mix of quote unquote new and old graphics. Um, One source who claims to have seen a snippet of the games in action said that the visuals reminded them of a heavily modded version of a classic GTA title. Uh, The UI for the games are being updated as well, but will retain the same classic style. No details were shared about gameplay, uh, but this being from Kotaku, uh, have been told these remakes are trying to stay true to the PS2 era GTA games as much as possible. So, um, and I guess this is being done by the new, uh, rockstar, like sub company, uh, rockstar Dundee, which I guess is the newest studio, uh, that has joined the rockstar, uh, umbrella. Trying to see if there's anything, uh, any other tidbit. Other experts explain the studio is heavily involved. And not just the remasters, but even help Rockstar on developing the next GTA five ports that are due out later this year. So that kind of makes, that kind of makes sense. Um, getting them, <laughs> getting them ready, getting them ready for, you know, whenever the next, next thing is, um, I guess some of these people were from uh, ruffian games that made uh crackdown two and three and assisted with uh, the master chief collection. That's, that's, uh, that's interesting. And then additionally, on top of that, uh, it's also being aimed to be released, uh, for late October, early November. I think originally, uh, it was supposedly going to be like a bundle with supposedly it was going to be a bundle with, um, whatchamacallit a bundle with, um, the GTA five ports be imported yet again <laughs> to Xbox and PlayStation five. Um, but, uh, I guess in this case it is, uh, I think because of COVID they pushed that back. So now, um, they basically revised what they were originally going to do. And now they're releasing them as a whole collection um, that's going to be for PS4, PS5, Xbox one, Xbox six, switch PC and stadia. That's, 
and and on mobile. But on top of that, PC and mobile uh, is probably going to be delayed to 2022 as they're going to focus specifically on getting the console ports out first. So, yeah, at least initially hearing this, I I was thinking that uh, it's just going to be just, you know, a very um, minimal port where they just, you know, uh, just replace the button icons and and uh, make sure (laughs) make sure it's running and call it a day. day. But at least in this case, it seems like it's going to be totally different from uh, the previous ports and at least the biggest change being, uh, of course, remastering it in a whole new engine, um, at least as far as previous uh, Rockstar games are concerned. So that's I guess that's probably the biggest question. I mean, I'm definitely just based off that alone. I'm sold, um, but I I am still curious to see how it's going to look, you know, these games being remastered, um, what that's going to look like if it's actually revolutionary, (laughs) if they're not going to have the hands, (laughs) if if you, (laughs) if you played the, um, (laughs) the PS2, uh, era games, (laughs) I don't know what that's taking, but it's killing the <laughs> the hands weren't like uh weren't separate at all. Hey, what up, man? I'm gonna need you to go. I'm gonna need you to go to the uh store and get and get these uh get these uh chainsaw uh to kill uh Don Cornello or whatever. <laughs> <sighs> I guess I'm just thinking about it now. How like how like um. The more you focus on it, it <laughs> the funnier it gets in my head. But hey, man, I'm gonna need you to. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to go to the. I'm gonna need you to go and kill uh <laughs> Bob Dole real quick. <laughs> it's like it's a gritty crime uh crime saga, if you will. I mean, of course, Grand Theft Auto has satire, but just uh. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna need you to kill. I'm gonna need you to kill Don. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to kill John Booby. All right. Uh, I'm gonna need you to go for the head. Go for the head, right? <sighs> okay, that is <laughs> way more funny to me than it should be. But um, yeah. So I'm very curious to see uh, if, if that's probably the biggest. That's gonna be the biggest thing for me. I'm, I'm, that's gonna be like. Oh shit. Oh, their, their fingers articulate now. Oh my God. Oh, articulating finger physics. Oh, the fingers articulate now. Uh, that would be, that would be, a a feather in the cap for rockstar. If they, uh, <laughs> especially if they really emphasize on it, that, 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 uh, that has me sold. <laughs> they specify finger articulating physics. Our finger, our finger articulating engine, um, <laughs> finger, but they, they spell it weird. They like just add another R just to add another R for, you know, just to piss people off that are <laughs> anal about spelling. I don't know. Um, so that's probably the biggest, I think, make or break 
determining factor. I would assume for a lot of people that aren't necessarily, you know, video game enthusiasts or whatever that are maybe, you know, more lukewarm about the series as a whole. Um, if that'll, you know, make it worth playing these games all over again in their entirety, which, uh, you know, if it definitely looks way better than it originally did, that definitely, uh, that definitely will, uh, have me sold to play. Cause that's, it's been so long since I played these games probably back when they initially released. So I'd be down if, uh, it just definitely depends on how much of this, uh, you know, this game they remastered. I mean, make or break if them fingers don't move separately. Uh, I mean, regardless, since, you know, before they didn't, then, um, <laughs> that's the make or break for me. It's buy or no buy. <laughs> if them fingers ain't moving, if them fingers are not articulating, that's going to kill it for me. <laughs> no fingers are not, not, uh, adju ad adjudicating. I don't know. I don't, I just, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. So apparently this, this, this will be supposedly releasing, uh, releasing, uh, late October, early November. So maybe rockstar might have their separate event and then announce this and then, you know, have this in addition, like maybe they're just going to make some like, you know, <laughs> rockstar direct now. Um, and then just have a, you know, probably this might take up most of it since I'm assuming grand theft auto five is not necessarily anything else, you know, revolutionary. They might, might mention how, um, probably given the game is like fucking seven years old, you can, uh, probably get, uh, 120 frames per second. Now, even though I don't know, even like modern PCs still can't handle, uh, GTA, uh, GTA five. So that will be revolutionary in, in of itself. But I'm guessing it's probably going to be some exclusive, uh, rockstar event. They'll, you know, give you the further details on the differences between, you know, or the upgrades from the PS4 version to the PS5 slash, uh, Xbox six version. And then, um, uh, then maybe, um, you know, push that toward the end, the other, um, the, this, uh, rumored trilogy, uh, edition, very curious how the switch, uh, version is going to look since that's definitely probably the most, uh, interesting of them. But I mean, the game itself is like PS2 era. So I don't think it's going to necessarily be that much of a, of a, uh, I don't know, challenge. Um, if anything, probably the frame rate might, uh, suffer, sacri be sacrificed. Um, but yeah, I'm interested. I'm motivated. <laughs> I gotta do, <laughs> I gotta do it. Now I'm motivated. <laughs> um, yeah. Count me in. Count me in. <laughs> All right, Donnie. Donnie, I'm gonna need you to kill the, kill these five prostitutes and I'm gonna need five bucks from each one of them. You better give it to me now. I swear you better give it to me. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Moving on.
Sonic. You know it. We all know it. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Um, so earlier this week, um, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the one dude from The Wire, uh, recently Bloodsport and Suicide Squad, um, the one, uh, the one guy everybody wanted to have sex with in the office when he had that stint, he was the manager or something like that. <laughs> this is probably not the best representation, but, uh, Idris Elba, Idris Elba, he, uh, dropped a tweet where, uh, he has a uh, knock, knock, and then he got, uh, knuckles, knuckles, uh, you know, knuckles, knuckles, uh, you know, with the hashtag Sonic movie two knuckles. So, um, pretty safe to assume that he's going to be voicing the character of knuckles, echidna. Um, so, I mean, this, whew, this opens up a lot of, uh, well, answer one answers a lot of questions. I think the biggest revelation is that, uh, I think we all knew it deep down inside, but it, regardless, we, we, we can now officially confirm that, uh, knuckles is black. Knuckles is, um, he's, uh, he's black. So, um, we all knew it, but it's just, it's, it's really good to have some confirmation. So, um, probably the other thing is that I, I, well, I guess is <laughs> going to be interesting to find out is that, uh, knuckles, knuckles is British now. Um, so, you know, uh, <laughs> gotta do it. I gotta do it. <laughs> okay. Let me, I gotta, I'm gonna try, <laughs> I'm gonna try to get into character. <laughs> um oh man let me i just gotta you know working on voice acting gotta 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 mentally put myself <laughs> um fuck i'm trying to remember the lines um uh fuck what was it um chaos control yeah <laughs> Um, fuck. What was the other one? Um, those are the chaos emeralds, isn't it? <laughs> um, what was the other one? Um, fuck. Um, something about pumpkin hill. Uh, what was the song? Um, damn it. You know what? Let's do it live. Let's do it live. We're going to do. We're going to do a rough, <laughs> a rough, um, semi rendition, uh, just to jog my memory. I think when I hear the beat, I'll, uh, I'll catch, catch up the speed, you know, um, I just want the instrumental though. I just want the, want the instrumental. to fight freak knuckles yeah <laughs> you <laughs> let's let's do the we'll do the instrumental give give it a little bit of uh, a little freestyle i ain't i ain't we ain't trying to freestyle like that but you know 
you know me the fighting freak knuckles yeah and we at pumpkin hill yeah i fuck something okay that caught me off guard uh, let me let me try one more time okay uh you you know me the fighting freak knuckles yeah we 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 at pumpkin hill uh you ready yeah you gonna fucking uh knuckles and shit but uh find my lost piece uh yeah let me stop let me stop i've embarrassed myself already there you go there you go. <laughs> uh i was in my head i was thinking of the just to just to somewhat redeem myself in my head i was trying to think of the song and the lyrics but then at the same time, I was trying to process the uh, how to say it in a you know in an English accent, and then my my mind was like uh mm, uh mm. <laughs> so you know if I rehearsed it, but you know it was on the fly for something that was like you know to be on your feet. Hey, oh, that was pretty horrible. But you <laughs> either way. Um, chaos control. Yeah. Um, Sonic, would you like a, a cup of hot tea? Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm down for this. I, I, I'm not sure. I guess it's probably the, that's the question. If he's going to be English or, you know, uh, Idris is going to use his normal accent or, you know, um, American accent. Uh, with this character will be yet to be revealed, but, uh, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I can't wait. I don't think we got confirmation, at least from the, the ending scene of the first game. I mean, movie that, uh, knuckles would be in this, but it's pretty dope to see, uh, knuckles will be in it. And he wants, he wants all the emeralds. Let it get to him. I, just gonna <laughs> now at Pumpkin Hill, I got to find my lost piece. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me stop. Uh, shouts out to uh, what's her name? Uh, Jackie, <laughs> Jackie, uh, ha Jackie, hooray, Jackie, from uh the 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 mom from Sister Sister. Uh, she just she just hitting on everybody. Uh, you know she was like. She heard, she heard about the Idris in, uh, in Sonic too. She's like, uh, I want to play a villain cause uh, I know where Idris can put his knuckles at. <laughs> I know somewhere, <laughs> I know somewhere where Idris could put them knuckles at. <laughs> I gotta do it. Where is it? I'm gonna find it. Oh, maybe it's the, <laughs> that kind of applies, but no. Bruh. No, that's so that's that could kind of be related. <laughs> there we go. So Jackie, Jackie made the, 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 you know, was, uh, you know, hitting on Idris. It's like, Hey, um, I could play a vi villain Idris and, you know, I know somewhere he could put them knuckles if he want. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Um, but yeah. Uh, very, very key 
uh, choice and voice actor for uh, Knuckles. Um, Knuckles is black, everybody. Knuckles is officially black. We love to see it. We all knew it, but (sighs) feels so good to just get the confirmation. You know, feels so good. (laughs) It feels so good. Okay. Uh, movie. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm going to find my lost peaks. Yeah. Hand over the chaos emeralds. Well, or I'm a, I'm a bloody hell. Chaos emeralds. Bloody hell. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, moving on. Uh, the Nintendo, um, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, ignorant dad, uh, the Nintendo, Nintendo had a indie world showcase, uh, yesterday and, uh, had some interesting, uh, games, um, some interesting reveals, probably the biggest, uh, I think reveal for a lot of people. I know that are hyped. Uh, Axiom Verge 2. I think it just got it got that shadow drop. Got that shadow drop um, during the uh, presentation. Um, there's Boyfriend Dungeon. You know, if you're into that thing, um, uh, a dungeon crawling dating sim. So, you know, if you if you have a boyfriend and you like dungeons, I mean. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing? What? Why are you even listening? To <laughs> um, garden story. I guess it's a puzzle with gardens. <laughs> That's literally. Uh, this was interesting. Necro barista final pour. Oh, I gotta do it. Necro barista final pour. Little. Was giving a little uh, David Hater, but you know what? I'm fine with it. Uh, so it it's weird. I guess it's hard to explain from what they showed, but uh, shell shaded uh cell shaded uh, characters, and it just seems to be. Uh, I'm getting somewhat of um, what is the damn game? Life is strange type vibes, but not really. If that makes sense. It seems to be kind of a, you know, interactive movie from what I at least remember. I could be totally misremembering it, but um, seems interesting that I would uh, potentially give it a try. Um, Some of these are coming out later. Tetris Effect. I know that's been pretty popular for people. I've not yet. I've yet to try it. I feel it seems like the consensus is the the most optimal way to try that game or play that game is on VR, which I've yet to put my feet in, get my feet wet with, um, jump into whatever you want to spin it and put it in. Um, but it is coming out for switch for people that, uh, just don't care, you know, uh, loop hero heard a lot about this game. Uh, it has been, been announced to be coming on the switch. Um, so I'm definitely, I think switch is probably going to be the the platform I'll probably end up playing this on. 
uh, since it seems like it's made for like on the go play. But then again, I've never played Hulu Hero, but I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. So it's like a medieval, at least from what from what I saw in the video, medieval esque kind. I think it has some roguelike elements, um, but it seems it seems like something I could get hooked on. I could get that uh get that get that next fix. <laughs> That next shot of dopamine, you know what I mean? Um, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Uh, so this looks to be somewhat like if you basically mix text te- Tetris with Shovel Knight, it seems like you would get this game. Um, I'm being, I think, very general with it, but I think if you know elevator pitch wise, that's what, at least that's the impression I've gotten from it. So, um, I do like Shovel Knight. I may try this out. Might give it a shot. Uh, then probably, I think maybe the biggest takeaway from, from the direct is a bomb rush. Cyber, I gotta do it. Bomb, bomb rush. Cyberfunk. Bomb rush. Cyberfunk. I don't know why I said it weird. Cyf cyber bomb rush. Cyberfunk. Um, from Team Reptile, they are known for the Jet Radio games, uh, Jet Set Radio and Jet Radio Future. I think. I think one was on a uh, game Dreamcast, and one uh the other one came out on the the original Xbox. I want to say. I've not played those, but I heard they're pretty dope. Um, this seems yeah like a spiritual successor, uh, to those which uh. I'm down. I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm down to finally, I think it's probably a perfect spot to, to kind of jump in, get a, get a vibe for it. It looks like he's on skates. So I, a skateboard. So you could, seems like you can use different, you know, I guess extreme, what is it called? Extreme game, extreme, extreme sports type, you know, stunts and rollerblades and, uh, what are the things that you, uh, razor scooters? Uh, if I don't see a razor scooter in this game, I'm, I'm, I'm not in, I'm not in. That's, <laughs> that's my, uh, that's my ultimatum. If it does not have a Raider scooter, razor scooter, um, count me out, <laughs> count me out. Um, metal slug tactics. Uh, I am a pretty, pretty big, uh, metal slug fan. So count me in. I am, uh, I do enjoy, uh, the occasional, uh, real time strategy, AKA RTS genre. So, uh, metal slug tactics. Um, you about to, I'm about to, t- <laughs> I'm about to, uh, I'm about to tactic my way into, into getting you, I was, I'm sorry. I, I, I hyped that up to be, be something that it wasn't. Um, other than that, that's seen that at least, uh, all the games that, uh, stood out for me personally. So pretty decent indie direct, nothing like crazy, nothing show stopping, but, um, you know, at least enough to keep the, keep the adrenaline going. You know what I mean? I know, you know, I know, you know. I know you know that I know. Um, moving on. 
Resident Evil. You know it. We all know it. <laughs> you know, I know Resident Evil. Uh, I know you want to stay, but you, but you too evil. So you got to go Resident Evil. I don't <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. I couldn't tell you. Um, so uh, I thought this was a pretty interesting, um, uh, I guess topic kind of semi off, off and on topic more or less, but, uh, pretty insightful. I've know I've, uh, strayed away from, uh, sales and, and stuff, uh, since some of the earlier episodes, but I thought it'd be cool to kind of revisit and, uh, you know, see, um, if hopefully I'm not. My mic is giving out. It seems like I'm okay. I hope I am. Maybe not. Please don't. Please don't die. Please don't. <laughs> don't die, OB. Not now. Not now. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be okay. But either way. Resident Evil sales. Um, Just go, go over them real quick just to get some insight on, I think some of the decisions that were made, unfortunately, but, um, at least starting at the bottom resident evil, uh, director's cut, uh, 1.13 million resident evil Cove Veronica 1.14 million. So, uh, I think it is starting to make more sense as to why, Resident Evil, Cove Veronica. Well, while we're getting Resident Evil Four uh, remake over Cove Veronica remake, which is still tragic, because you think it would be the other way around, especially considering the sales. But I digress. Um, there's another Resident Evil director's cut, which is weird. Maybe it is, I know director's cut only came out on PlayStation. So maybe potentially the PSN version for PS3, if I could guess or speculate. Um, let me refer back to it here. I guess, are they, are they even in order? I thought they were, yeah, they're revised. Um, yeah, I think some of these have the alternate versions, like later ports of them, but I'll try to decipher that if I can. Then after that, we got Resident Evil 4, 1.2 million. Is that correct? That is the, oh, that is the 360 PS3 version. I was like, yeah, that's a little low considering how, how like God like that game is. Resident Evil Zero, 1.25 million. That is, that looks to be the original release on the GameCube. Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles, uh, 1.30 million, which seems to be uh, the original Wii version. Uh, Resident Evil, the original, I believe. Resident Evil think it's the original version. Let me see. 
Resident Evil, yeah, I think it's the 1.335 million. I'm not seeing that on the chart, though. Huh. I guess they updated it. It might be some room for error. Yeah, this must be the remaster. I guess what's throwing me off, they didn't have remaster or, or anything around it. So this is the remaster one point, the remaster that uh, released on GameCube, 1.35 million. But that still doesn't show on here. At least uh, there's a, a chart and then um, a truncated version, at least how I'm viewing it, but. Resident Evil Co-Veronica Complete Edition. So I think this is the PS, PSX version that came out. Um, or a PS2 version that came out uh, after the Dreamcast release. That's 1.40 million. Near and dear to my heart, Resident Evil Outbreak, 1.45 million. Um, not bad, not bad. Resident Evil four. I think this is the original version, which, um, Jesus, it's a lot of Resident Evil four <laughs> might be tough to decipher. Actually, uh, there's Resident Evil four, then Resident Evil four ultimate HD edition, which I think is the PC version, uh, that came out after the other PC version for, uh, for Ubisoft. Oh my God. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Let me, let's just skip ahead. We'll go up to, uh, at least supposedly the top selling current, most, uh, highest selling resident evil game is uh biohazard, uh, resident evil. I think it's just biohazard resident evil, but technically it's resident evil seven biohazard seven resident evil. I think it's biohazard resident evil. You know, it's got the weird, we'll put seven in the, in the, in the title with the Roman numeral version or whatever. So that, that makes me feel some type of way, at least considering, you know, the, the current and most likely, uh, consistent direction that the series is going to continue to be with first person Resident Evil. I'd be okay with it if we get like, you know, both first person and uh, third person Resident Evil, which it seems like we're gonna get, but um, I am still very uh concerned with each new iteration of Resident Evil coming out. But I mean, it's selling the most so far. Uh, at least below that, we have Resident Evil Remake, Resident Evil Two Remake, eight point sixty million. Um, Resident Evil Five and Six both at seven point nine million. Okay. And then, uh, probably below that Resident Evil two at 4.9 million and then Resident Evil village below that 4.5 million, uh, RE three, the remake, uh, 4.4 million, uh, RE three nemesis below that 3.5 million. And then the Resident Evil HD remaster 3.1 million. Um, and then uh, below that is the Resident Evil Zero um, HD remaster, 
that a solid three million. So interesting, interesting. Um, yeah. So, uh, goes to show <laughs> the Resident Evil we all knew and love is will potentially, well, more than likely, will no longer be come back. Uh, we will probably never see Resident Evil Cove Veronica. I think we'll see Cove Veronica at some point. Probably just not anytime soon, but hopefully before I die, that'd be, uh, that'd be great. That'd be, that'd be great. That's, <laughs> it's on the bucket list. <laughs> play Resident Evil Cove Veronica remake. Uh, survive long enough to play that before I die. Um, uh, I think is, uh, I think another interesting tidbit, um, at least comparing Resident Evil to the other, uh, Capcom franchises, which is also included here. It seems like Resident Evil is technically the best selling franchise as a whole. And below that, it looks to be with 117 million, uh, total across all the series. Uh, Monster Hunter is, uh, right behind it, not right behind it, but, uh, 75 million, uh, Street Fighter, 46 million, Mega Man, 37 million, Double May Cry, 24 million. So, Hey, everybody, you know, everybody just eat, not like zombie, you know, eating brains, but (laughs) everybody on that note, think that'll at least conclude all the news for this week. Um, let's get into what I've been playing, which is, man, I actually put in, <laughs> I put in some time. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, streets of rage Four. been playing it like a madman. Um, I can finally say, uh, over what the past weekend, uh, up to now I have gotten, uh, not to level 30, at least the highest I've gotten so far level 35. Yes. Yes. It's a long road, but, <laughs> um, the weekly, the weekly, um, simulation, which is basically like, a the, the weekly, um, wow, what would you non random, uh, simulation where basically the general mode of uh, survival where it's random in terms of the, the stage of enemies, uh, the weekly is basically, um, a, the opposite where it's, uh, you know, predictable, um, set of, uh, stages and enemies, uh, that are like, you know, already predetermined and don't change. Um, it, but it changes every week. So, uh, fortunately, um, this one is pretty like pretty biased against the uh, Shiva with, in terms of the perks and stuff, it seems to be very catered towards Shiva. It seems like, I guess it was the ongoing thing where a lot of the, the weekly, um, simulations were, so, uh, after being frustrated, like I generally not even able to get past like 20, um, level 20, um, did some research and it seemed like 
Shiva was the probably the most broken and powerful, uh, you know, character to play in survival if you want to get the highest rank possible in general. So doing some research into that, uh, cause I was trying to figure out how, um, and then I did figure out how it seemed like the strategy is to, uh, basically capitalize on your blitz move, which once you, are uh, have powered it up with the proper, um, elemental power ups, it'll stun lock the enemies, uh, enough where you can literally keep, if you trap them, you can keep, uh, blitzing your move back and forth to basically, you know, have crowd control and ultimately, you know, be able to sh- shoot up in, uh, the stages without an issue, I guess while doing, going into the game with that strategy, I additionally, additionally, um, what did I do? I, uh, I used his, uh, air combos more. And then at least with this weekly, uh, challenge, there are a lot of, um, jump extra jump moves, which it is crazy how, um, how much the game opens up even more than it already is in terms of combos with when you factor in now you can jump more. So basically for Shiva, you can literally do like, keep doing your combo or extending your combo in the air. Like, you know, a Marvel versus Capcom levels more or less in terms of, uh, you know, <laughs> not seeing the character in the screen, but you're, you're doing it, uh, doing the combo in the air through muscle memory and stuff. So, um, with that technique in mind was basically, uh, going through just steamrolling through, uh, through the, um, through the survival mode. And, uh, yeah, finally got, uh, got to level 30, which has been, my biggest goal. I've been trying to <laughs> play this game literally ever since it dropped to get that. And then <laughs> now that I, uh, realize this power, I, uh, literally, <laughs> I doubt this is a Guinness world record or anything, but it will be dope. Um, literally got to, uh, at least, at least past stage 30 for all the platforms I have. She's raised four on, uh, at least the most in terms of I uh, unlocking everything, including the DLC was the PS five slash four version or whatever. Then doing it on, uh, Xbox, doing it on Nintendo switch, then doing it on PC. <laughs> and then on top of PC, I was messing with the, um, trying to mod the PC version since, um, I am pretty sure I brought it up when the original game came out, but, uh, not satisfied with the retro soundtrack since for whatever weird reason they have it where all the retro tracks are the game gear version instead of like the Sega Genesis version, which is just the weirdest choice. Maybe it's licensing, but then again, it's like you, you Sega gave you the rights to make Street rage Four, so why would they not give you, you know, particular tracks? Maybe it just could be some legal thing. I don't know, but it seems like from a modern standpoint for uh Street rage Four, it's, it's pretty damn convoluted and difficult, um, to, uh, mod the game in terms of in particular for, um, music tracks, which is, that was the biggest thing for me. I would have ideally wanted, but 
it seems to be a whole process. You want to like, it's a whole particular audio file and then you have to convert it and then you have to name it properly. And then it's the whole <laughs> issue of looping the track, like to make it sound organic and natural, like the, the already existing track. So I'm like, eh, I'm good. I don't, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want the music that bad to do all this, you know, what could potentially be hours of work just to <laughs> just to get 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 some tracks you would prefer better. Um, but there were some cool like other mods like you can actually mod some of the survival stages where uh, they look like different um, retro stages that are at least included in, in, in this uh, current latest build of the game. So it was fun either way, just to kind of speculate and see there's like a, you know, the Kuma mod and, uh, you know, Sakura from street fighter and stuff like that, that you can mod. But then it's like, uh, it gets to a point where it's not, doesn't feel, <laughs> I could just play street fighter. I don't, I don't know, but cool. Nonetheless, um, also played, uh, started playing with the new characters, uh, through story since it's been like, I don't know how long since I played the original, story components of the game as well. So all in all, man, uh, Shree Fa- Rage four hands down, uh, definitely currently the best beat em up of all time. I could confidently say that for sure. Personally, uh, by far hands down the best modern beat em up of all time. Um, just, modernizing the beat em up and making it, you know, giving it the easy to learn, hard to master angle, as well as just giving it so much depth that, you know, isn't mandatory, but definitely makes the game way more interesting and engaging. Oh, oh, mm. oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I cannot, I cannot, uh, promote Street Rage for enough. Uh, if, if, if I can make it the game of the year again, I totally, well, depending on, uh, I mean, uh, at least so far hearing all these, um, delays, uh, is looking like it technically would, uh, definitely for sure. So far, best DLC of the year, hands down. Ugh, it is so good. It is so good. Fuck. It is so fucking Okay, moving on. Also played uh, Returnal, got back to it. Uh, The whole saving thing and even on top of that, there was a recent, at least when it came out, I think back in May, a recent update came out that literally broke saves for everybody. So, you know, I was like, okay, um, nothing, nothing, uh, new is coming out. So like, you know what, let me, let me try give a return on another chance. I don't think I gave it a fair shake, uh, you know, when other games were coming out. So gave return another chance. I was playing it and then it kept giving me this air, which I think was due to the, the, the latest or one of the patches that came out that broke the save if you had it. So Fortunately, I didn't play too much of it. So I was okay with like deleting my save and starting from scratch. And then on top of it, it was that whole, you know, coming back to a game thing where everything is 
feels foreign as hell and you just feel very just overwhelmed and you're like, you know what, let me just, let me just start, start fresh so I can like get a refresh and, uh, you know, recap everything back. So did that and, uh, have to say I am definitely enjoying Returnal, uh, way more now than I originally did. Um, uh, at least to kind of reiterate the, at least from initially talking about it before it is a kind of a rogue. Well, I guess, yeah, it's basically a roguelike, um, shooter. Yeah. Roguelike arcade Katie shooter, if that makes sense where, you know, you have the various, uh, aspects and components to that where you're, you're basically this woman from space and she, um, she, she's trying to find why she keeps returning, <laughs> which is, um, yeah, returnal and yeah, it makes sense. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've at least gotten to the second stage, but I've, I, I, you know, died. So, and you can't save still, which I think is the biggest thing. A lot of people are asking for, you know, of course you can have, if your PS five is in resume mode, you can, uh, you know, um, put it in rest mode and then come back and you can continue playing it that way. But you know, of course, if your PS five gets update, gets an update or something like that, then you're, um, kind of SOL if, uh, you did have a run and you wanted to, you know, needed to pause it or, you know, save it for later, technically quote unquote, save it for later. So, but yeah, I'm really digging it. Um, it has a very, um, accessible mechanics, not necessarily too complicated. The more you're kind of playing it, uh, the game does some interesting things to, you know, not make everything seem familiar, uh, with, you know, it seems like randomly procedural environments and, you know, being able to, um, you know, throw different like wrenches in there while they additionally add some story components, uh, in between like some of the levels and stuff like that. So I'm definitely digging it. Uh, definitely plan to play it again. Uh, sometime, uh, I've died like four times. It seems very similar to, um, similar to what is it? Hades where, you know, it's, you're expected to die. It's okay. Uh, you can start again, uh, which I'm, I'm kind of starting to get used to, I'm, I'm very new to roguelikes, uh, which probably Hades was probably my first substantial roguelike game I played. Um, you know, uh, now at least recently was of course, Trish Rage 4, which definitely has very roguelike, um, you know, attributes to that survival mode too. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a roguelike mode. Let me, let me go back to Returnal ultimately. So that's where I ended up being. So yeah, hopefully plan to play some more. Um, but yeah, I am actually, I'm glad I gave another chance. At least I know people were raving about it, how uh, it's really good. And I'm like, I don't see it. And then, uh, now I see it. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Also played, um, call of duty. Um, modern warfare. Um, I'm not giving them any money though. Of course, obviously during the whole scenario, um, you know, controversy and issues with, you know, their uh, employment and whatnot. But, um, 
I did mess with the uh, CX-9, uh, at least specifically for Modern Warfare, which it was a gun, I think that was like technically in the game before, but not officially. I think you can like get it. You could have gotten it in like as a pickup in um, their survival mode, I believe. And I think in some in some of the previous patches or updates of uh, Warzone, you could like pick it up from um, uh, loot uh, during in in that mode at a at a at a certain time before they removed it completely. But now it's finally officially come into the game now. So I was like, hey. You give me any excuse <laughs> excuse to play uh modern warfare, I mean I'm in. I'm in. Come in, come in. So basically uh grinded the 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 weapon to get the uh the Damascus camo and uh man, that gun is a is a is a damn threat. At least specifically in multiplayer. I don't really play Warzone that much, but uh at least specifically in multiplayer, that boy is that boy is a problem at least after you upgrade it, at least uh base as a base weapon, the, the ammo is, is scarce as hell, like 20 shots, but the rate of fire is really fast. So like <laughs> that clip is gone <laughs> right after you uh, hit the trigger. But when you upgrade it, give you, put you a nice little drum, drum, uh, drum. I want to say drum oil, but a little drum, drum clip. I guess we'll call a drum clip on it. You, uh, you about to be, you about to be, uh, causing, <laughs> causing damage. Um, other than that, I mean, modern warfare is modern warfare. It's like, I, <laughs> I still have the issue of, uh, I'd rather still play modern warfare than a uh, cold war, at least specifically, you know, I, I, tr- I played a couple matches after just to like, kind of cement why I'm not liking it. Cause it's like, it's kind of a thing where it's like something feels off, but you can't put your finger on it. And that's kind of what I felt with, with, um, with a uh, cold war every time I would play it. And I think I somewhat figured it out where I think it's something with just the base net code where it's, uh, I think matchmaking me with people like way into another country or something like that. At least it seems where, uh, using the net Duma, um, which is a, a router that basically lets you block off like server connections to that are totally like unrealistic and will in turn cause you a lot of lag when playing games and stuff. So after enabling that, um, it seems like I had much better, quality games where it seemed like before I was shooting people and I would like instantly die with no, I guess, um, I would die without like that being a legitimate kill. If that makes sense, where I would like, I would die in a firefight, but like it would be like, I would die in like the blink of an eye, which didn't make sense for, for call of duty. Um, even though of course call of duty games generally have a very pretty quick time to kill, but at least every time I would die, it just did not feel right. It didn't feel like, okay, I messed up. He shot me first. I died. It felt like somewhat kind of laggy in some senses where it's like, okay, it seems like every time we shoot, it's like, um, a period of lag and then I'm dead. It doesn't feel like, okay, he shot 
faster than me. He got his gun up faster than me. I'm dead. It felt very, um, it felt very unfair, uh, more or less. And, you know, playing literally almost every Call of Duty game, I definitely, you know, know, okay, I died legitimately. He was better than me in this scenario, whatever. But that didn't feel like the case. It just felt like off. So, yeah, I, I definitely plan to kind of, I don't know, mess with mess mess with the game more and see maybe if I did actually, if that was the problem. But it just felt like every time I've played Cold War, I always just mostly had like a bad experience from just a general basic gameplay standpoint that uh, it just felt like the, the net code was always off for me. So hopefully, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still iffy about playing Call of Duty in general, of course, considering the controversy, definitely not giving many of my money. I'm not buying the season passes and stuff as well. Uh, luckily it's not really necessarily that compelling since, uh, you know, at least currently my, uh, feelings with Cold War have been just that. So, um, yeah. Uh, after that, of course, uh, back for blood played the, uh, back for blood, uh, beta, um, which was, uh, pretty good, pretty good overall. Um, I, uh, at least for the beta, I, uh, played the Xbox series, <laughs> Xbox X for <laughs> Xbox series X version, as well as the PC version a bit. Uh, you can only play one scenario, at least, um, co-op wise. Uh, there is also a, um, versus mode, but it's not like the previous versus modes from, of course, the what this game is a spiritual successor of, uh, the left for dead games, um, which is a bummer. And it, I believe they confirm that that mode, uh, where basically you play, you know, four people would play the campaign normally, but there'd be like four other characters. Um, it'd be like PVP, but you're playing a story. Um, and you know, the enemies are controlled by real people, uh, the bigger enemies generally, um, which is kind of unfortunate. Hopefully they patch that later down the line and like, you know, with a future update that you will be able to play real people. But, uh, I guess that'll be yet to be determined. So, um, yeah, overall, I definitely, uh, like it better than uh left for dead. Uh, the, the gunplay feels way more responsive, I guess. Um, what's the word? Like, I guess satisfying. Yeah. Satisfying because, uh, you know, in left for dead, the left for dead games, you would shoot zombies, but you wouldn't necessarily know like, uh, did I shoot them or did the other people shoot them? Uh, but now at least, you know, for sure you have hit markers like call of duty where, you know, when you shoot them and it, it, the X turns red, it at least tells you, Hey, you killed that, that, that zombie or enemy or whatever. So that let alone, I think definitely greatly improved the gameplay and feel of the game, uh, from there. And of course you have the melee weapons and all the various other, uh, weapons similar to, uh, left for dead as well. So, um, yeah, all in all, definitely, um, enjoy from that standpoint. 
Um, they do a lot of cool stuff with like uh, the world building as well, kind of similar to Left 4 Dead, where you know they <laughs> have the writing on the wall, <laughs> fuck everybody, and is <laughs> I'm totally paraphrasing, but there was something like fuck everything, I hate everything, or something. I don't know. Um, and then you have actual, I think, which is very different from um, Left 4 Dead, is that they actually show other characters or uh, NPCs now, which I thought was really cool and also added to the game being the game being more, how do I say it? More, uh, believable, more believable. I think, um, where it's like, you know, it, <laughs> with left for dead, it's like always just these notes, which was, I think worked in, uh, the context, but I thought always like in my head thought like, man, it would have been cool. Like at least we saw one of these people that, uh, you know, uh, aren't us. Uh, in the environment to kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Just add more, uh, ambiance and, you know, believability to the, you know, environment. So, which, uh, I think they definitely improved on now, uh, a fair amount of areas, at least during the one, I guess, campaign strand of this game, you know, had so, and I guess that's something to touch on in terms of the structure of, of back for blood, at least the, as far as the beta is concerned, technically, I think the, the, um, the single player, well, co-op campaign counts as one is one stage, but their various segments, uh, well, the stage is like broken out, uh, amongst like seven, it felt like seven, like, uh, segments and, I think depending on depending on where you are, you can like join other people's games or like matchmake or um, uh, join a match in progress, which I don't think left for dead had uh, at least as far as the console version. Well, I guess it technically console wise only came out on 360, but um, I don't think the left for dead had join in progress. Uh, I think if you, after you started a, a match, if somebody dropped out, uh, it would just be permanently controlled by the MP, uh, NPC, or they would turn into AI that character that was controlled by a, a character, a real character would a real person would be controlled by, um, AI after that. So you would kind of be like, ah, well, it's kind of kills it for me a bit. So I guess I'll just stop playing. So at least now it is cool that people can join in, uh, games in progress. You know, if you have matchmaking open and if you don't have, um, <laughs> if you don't have friends to play with, um, you can, uh, you know, it does help make it a little bit more engaging. Uh, <laughs> while we on the topic of AI have to talk about how, uh, fucking horrible, <laughs> at least in my experience, uh, the AI was in, <laughs> some particular annoying moment. So <laughs> I hope this is being worked on, but, um, what was it? I was playing, uh, I think I'll just match made into a game and then like pretty much everybody left. So I was like, you know what? Fuck, I'll just keep going. I'm, I'm whatever. So I was playing and you know, everybody's everybody I'm playing with is AI. So then I, I uh, try to get a weapon and I get ambushed by, uh, you know, one of the special enemies, I think they're called the ridden and like the, the good people, uh, well us are the cleaners. I get a uh, ambushed by a ridden character, I guess that pounces on you and, you know, um, 
incapacitates you and you, you know, you need help from one of the, from one of your teammates or a and or AI. And <laughs> it's the most fucked up thing. Um, I think I shared it on Twitter where, uh, I'm playing and I literally this thing is pounced on me and, you know, mangling me. And then like literally all three of my, the, my other teammates, AI are just <laughs> looking dead straight at me <laughs> as I'm getting pounced. I'm like, guys, I mean, y'all could help me, please. I'm, I'm dying. Please help. <laughs> please help. <laughs> then I die. I die. Uh, big surprise. And then, uh, right after I die, somebody else, uh, one of the other bots get, gets incapacitated and then not even a, a second, not even a millisecond. They, uh, just start healing them up. It's like, Oh, okay. I guess y'all, <laughs> I see what's going on here. It's some, I, some, I, I robot discrimination or whatever, just because I'm sentient. <laughs> we don't, we don't take care of sentient people here. No, we, uh, uh, you organic people. Mm, no, I can't. I don't like you guys. So <laughs> I was like, ain't that a bitch? So yeah, that kind of not gonna lie. That kind of soured my taste with, um, with, uh, left, uh, back for blood specifically. I think <laughs> after that happened, he's like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Let me, um, I'm done. I'm all right. I'm okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, then, uh, I played a little bit of the, a little bit of the, um, the, the versus mode where basically it's, I guess it's kind of similar to overwatch to an extent where basically it's whoever survives the longest. And so like, let's say I survive for like uh, two minutes if the other team who's in the same position survives for like two minutes and five seconds, they win the match basically. Um, and they're like, they seem to be dedicated like maps that are like more or less, uh, contained within a somewhat closed, closed area. And, uh, basically, you know, you're the cleaners and you basically, uh, need to survive as long as possible. And then, uh, there's people playing as the ridden enemies and they try to take you out as fast as they can. And then, like I said before, uh, whoever survives the longest wins, wins the match technically. So it was cool. Uh, it seems very unbalanced, uh, as in terms of the ridden seem to be way more powerful than the cleaners. Um, but I guess that's technically why they also, you know, give you the, give you, uh, the op. Well, force you to play, uh, in the same position. So you'll play as the cleaner as well as the ridden. And then the other people will also play in the same way. Um, yeah, it was okay. It didn't really, you know, Oh man, this is fun. I'm having a really good time playing this. It just nothing necessarily. I, yeah. I don't see myself playing that mode. I definitely, if I am to play this, I would be playing just the, the, the standard co-op co campaign thing. Maybe if I had friends I'm playing with, but outside of that, um, yeah, I don't see myself playing that mode too much, at least from what I, what I, what I played. I definitely would probably play the, if they had it, the, the, the adversary esque, uh, story mode, 
type thing. I forgot what it's, I guess the biggest, maybe closest reference is a perfect, uh, what was it? Double agent from perfect dark where perfect dark had a cool mode where you could play the game, but <laughs> you can have another player, uh, playing split, split screen that I think they could like literally like, um, control the various, uh, enemies, AI enemies in the map. Um, and you know, try to take you down, which was uh, pretty dope. So yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, we need a, we need a perfect dark double agent mode in, um, left for dead again. Um, <laughs> I keep calling left for dead. Literally it's a spiritual successor. So I think that's a reasonable, uh, association that literally should be calling it left for dead three. Cause that's pretty much what it, what it is. Um, I guess my other issue, well, I mean, I guess it's up for debate. The, the card system, it seems, it seem it feels way more complicated than it needs to be, but technically you can, you, you don't necessarily have to think about it. You could just, um, just pick this. This seems cool and then be okay. But I think maybe the deeper you get into the game, especially other people as well. Um, I think you probably more than likely want to, you know, I guess put more thought into it. And I guess that's technically why it's there, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. It just feels like the cards are too minimal in terms of benefit to make it seem substantial and therefore like worthwhile to, um, play it or, you know, utilize the cards, but we'll see, I guess when the main game comes out, see how, uh, actually that is. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Overall playing the game, it was cool. Nothing like crazy. I'm not as hyped for the game still as I was initially after playing, uh, this beta. And I guess it's also, um, it's going to be more open to people this weekend. At least the previous weekend, it was closed to people who only got invited in codes and whatnot, but and pre-ordered the game. Um, so I don't know. I'll probably give it another chance this weekend. See if I feel different, maybe better. I'm not sure if they added new campaign or anything like that to, uh, kind of spice it up, but I'll probably give it another shot. See how I feel about it. Um, but at least, yeah, from what I played, it's decent, nothing like revolutionary, but then again, I think that's kind of how I've felt about left for dead as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but at least, you know, if you have friends and you, uh, definitely are a fan of the left for dead games, I think this is definitely a no brainer in terms of at least giving it a shot. Um, and it's, and again, the beta is coming, um, is out this weekend, uh, for people that are curious as well as it does have cross play. So if uh Billy two bucks <laughs> is, uh, you know, playing on the Xbox and, uh, Johnny two tone, <laughs> I don't know where I'm getting these names from. Uh, they want to play on PC and want to play together. You, you can. So yeah, left, <laughs> left for dead three. I keep saying it back for blood, AKA left for dead three. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Nothing crazy, but it's, it's fine. Like if I was, if I was high, this would probably be, that would probably be a perfect game. Um, no, not to detract from back for blood as far as credibility or whatever, you know, um, I also, uh, got in to the PS five, uh, firmware beta. 
Uh, so this is the biggest, the big update. I think we talked about last episode where, uh, basically this, uh, firmware beta enables, uh, M.2, uh, SSD support, which is basically the expansion slot that every PS five has, uh, to further expand, uh, storage for the PlayStation five, which is definitely of for sure, understandably. So becoming an issue for a lot of people in terms of the limited storage you have, I think all said and done, uh, you know, after the OS and stuff, you only have roughly like 600, uh, gigabytes of uh storage on the, the base PS five without, you know, before installing stuff. So yeah, that, that storage is about to get filled really quick. If you play a lot of games, I guess if you only play, you know, um, <laughs> if you only play my little pony five, I mean, <laughs> I think, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> this one person that buys a PS five. Ooh, man. Ooh, this my little pony. Oof. Ooh, this Barbie adventures. Oh, it's about to be off the chain. Hey, more power to you, bro. More power to you. Um, but, uh, at least, yeah, this update is, uh, been pretty stable for me. Um, I, uh, it, it was some impeccable time. And let me tell you, I, uh, you know, people got into the beta and, uh, you know, I was looking on the forums and, you know, getting some insight, see if people were liking it. Was anything, (laughs) was it exploding PS fives after you plugged it in or whatever? Seemed like everything was a okay. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and, uh, let me, let me pull the trigger on a SSD, um, a hard drive since I know I'm for sure definitely going to utilize and I'm pretty sure it's going to, this update officially is going to come out at some point pretty soon. So, and then a sale for, for SSDs came out, um, which I was like, okay, <laughs> let me get it. Cause this, this is probably a one they're probably going to be sold out considering like, you know, the fervor in terms of, uh, SSDs as well, you know, with, uh, amid the pandemic and stuff. So, I was like, let me go ahead and, uh, let me go ahead and bite the bullet. And, uh, (laughs) literally the day after I got invited to the, um, PlayStation five, uh, beta firmware beta. So it's like, man, look, look at, look, look at God, look at him, look at, look at what he's doing. So downloaded the beta and then, uh, installed it was pretty simple. Um, you know, just, uh, basically opening the bottom uh, plate for the PS five, unscrewing a compartment, uh, compartment, just plugging it in. Uh, one thing they do say is, uh, you definitely want to have a heat sink for the, uh, SSD as it will be running hot. So I did also, in addition to that, getting a SSD, uh, heat sink, which is pretty damn cheap. At least the one I got <laughs> sold out shortly after, since I'm assuming everybody, uh, who got in the beta or in preparation for the firmware that will officially have, uh, M.2 SSD support, um, will churn that out as well. So, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, installed. It was pretty, pretty easy. After that, uh, the PS five tells you, Hey, Hey, motherfucker <laughs> literally tells you, Hey, motherfucker, you, um, you got an SSD in here. Um, you, you want me to format it? Uh, you getting like what? 56, 5,600 megabytes per second. Um, you want me to format this bitch? You, you, you good to use it. Let me go format it. 
and uh yeah basically format it and then uh when you go to get to the os after that uh bam you got like a m.2 ssd another area for storage you can tell the ps5 to start storing new games whether it be ps4 ps5 to uh to this new storage location and pretty much been pretty smooth ever since uh I uh, messed around with some games in terms of moving it to this new SSD storage. Uh, transfer times are quick as hell, considering the the how fast the the base SSD on the PS5 is. Um, and then yeah, playing games are like basically. I think in some cases I was watching the Digital Foundry video where they were you know making their comparisons and rundowns and stuff, and they basically said that the SSD in some games is, is even technically faster than the, uh, on, uh, on, uh, the stock, uh, SSD on the PS five. So that was good to know. Uh, good to see. Um, but yeah, at least personally, I played what streets, <laughs> a lot of streets, uh, rage Four on it, copied it over to the M M.2. Um, I messed with returnal, which is a PS five game, uh, and played that have not run into any issues since, um, playing other various games as well. And yeah, runs like a champ. Never have not had any crashes or anything like that. So as far as the beta is concerned, it seems like, uh, as long as you have a, a vetted, um, M.2 SSD, that's proven to work. And that isn't a PCIe gen three. Um, and, and, uh, is PCIe gen four, uh, you should be good to go. Um, at least the, the, the SSD I got is the Samsung 980 Pro, um, two terabyte, which I think is just a you know that good sweet spot where it's like, <laughs> if you need more than two terabytes of storage, you probably it's probably something you're not playing or you don't uh, need to play. But then again, I have still have my um, USB 3.0 uh, SSD that I generally just store the PS4 games on for now. But it would be cool if. At some point, uh, PS PlayStation lets you store games as cold storage on the um, on the uh, external uh, hard drive as well. So it is good, definitely, that you at least can use the base. Of course, obviously, the stock SSD on the PS5, as well as the M.2, as well as the um, uh, S um, external uh, external drive which I think all combined technically <laughs> is like six terabytes, uh, you know, all things considered anyway. So, but all in all, I'm, I'm definitely, thank God we, we finally can store our drives, uh, and don't have to worry about space constraints. Uh, well, unless, unless these games get really big, <laughs> We get a uh, like five Call of Duty sized games, you know, like 200, 200 uh, gigabytes uh, every after everything is set. It does like, oh, <laughs> maybe we might need that four terabyte. But then by then, probably the prices for SSDs will probably be even cheaper then. So but at least currently, I think they the at least uh, the 980 Pro, at least what I use are on sale uh, currently. Um, so jump on or, or get lost. I don't know. I don't know. Do what you do. I guess there's people that just, you know, play a game and just delete it. 
they don't have any like consistent games they come back to. But I mean, if you have really good internet, I guess you could get away with that. But I mean, personally, I feel like you definitely need more wiggle room than what you have based in terms of the stock SSD. But you know, that's just my my viewpoint on it. Uh, then, uh, still on the PS five. Um, <laughs> out of nowhere, at least it wasn't on my radar, but, uh, wind jammers too. Uh, I was playing this, uh, last, <laughs> I was playing a good ass session last night. Um, wind jammers to beta, um, ranked beta. You can only play the ranked mode, I guess, you know, uh, of course to get a, um, you know, uh, I'm assuming, get some of the bugs out or see if there's any bugs. Uh, but at least from what I played it, every match felt really good. I've never encountered any lag, but I think it does use actually rollback net code. So, uh, if there is any lag, you definitely won't notice it or recognize it. Uh, but at least all the matches I played were fucking awesome. I never encountered any lag or any, you know, uh, what <laughs> like the disc would like, you know, come, come to the half of the screen and instantly go on your net or something like that. Never encountered that at all. So, uh, at least backstory of wind jammers. I never played the first one. Um, I think I have it. I think it was on PS plus at some point, but never gave it a shot, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let me just try this. This game seems really cool. So I did. And I am very thankful I did cause this game is fun as hell. Um, at least the kind of base of the game. It's kind of a, it feels very similar to a fighting game. If that makes sense. Um, it's just, it seems to be a lot of, you know, similar mechanics as a fighting game, um, where, you know, it's a guessing game, you know, uh, if you're anticipating them going to do, if they're going to do this and if you don't, you'll be punished for it, uh, by them ultimately scoring. But basically it's like a Frisbee game where, you know, you're literally playing like some straight up arcadey Frisbee. It feels like where, you know, there's a lot of different mechanics and dynamics to it where you can like either lob the, uh, the, the disc, or you can, uh, you know, instantly bound it back to give you more, give them more pressure. I think if you hit X and, uh, if you hit neutral X and then forward or something like that, you can basically, I forgot what they call it, not supersonic shot, but you can basically do like really tough trick shots. That'll make it difficult for the opponent to, uh, basically defend against. Uh, but man, it is, it is very fun. I think it's, I, even after that, I, I messed around and played with, um, the first game, but at least it definitely feels like this game is way more fun than the first one. Um, but who, uh, had to play with my boy. Uh, I think his name is Gary Scott. Uh, what, what does he say? Um, all right. Um, uh, what was the other one? Um, fuck. Um, it was all right. And then fuck, he says something else. Oh, right on. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, that's, that's definitely my main. I don't care. He's my main. So, uh, been basically playing with him, uh, pretty much the whole damn time. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's fun as hell. Uh, it was, uh, it, it, it's hard to explain, but, I'll probably, I'm more than likely probably going to stream it later tonight, but, um, uh, so fucking fun. Uh, it just so much, 
it's like very easy to learn, hard to master. It feels like, um, nothing, it's not too complicated in terms of like you have to know all these super combos and stuff. It just feels like basic. Every matches are quick and concise. Um, uh, I cannot praise it enough from what, at least what, what, from what I played last night. So, um, yeah, when jammers too, man, I think the beta is going to be up until I think August 22nd or something like that. So if you have a PlayStation five or four, uh, I definitely recommend, uh, giving it a shot, playing it. Um, it is fun. <laughs> At least uh, when I played the game, uh, initially it seemed like admittedly I was playing it pretty late. Uh, so it wasn't that many players. So I'm pretty sure that's possibly why, but it was only like 30 people on. But, uh, I think, um, I think during a day in normal, <laughs> normal hours of a human being, I think, uh, there's actually more players. I am in the top two top, uh, top 300 or, or something like that. So I think that's technically the highest I've ever been in a game. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. But, uh, no, nah, man, the matches are really fun and it just has this really cool, upbeat, positive vibe to it that I just really appreciate. It just feels very, just, just, uh, positive. If that makes sense, just positive. I don't know. It's like this charm, this charm and positivity to it that I just really appreciate. So, um, yeah, wind jammers too. It is totally on my radar now. It wasn't before, but, um, totally on my radar now, <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, uh, shouts out to Gary Scott, man. That dude is a, that dude is a, he is, he is, he is cool. Um, but you do have a decent amount of uh, stages as well. I think there's like five stages in the beta. Um, like I think five characters that you can play, uh, mess with. They seem very reminiscent to, uh, the first game as well. So <sighs> when jammers too, baby, Ugh, it's so good. It, I didn't know I, I needed it, but now I do need it. So, uh, and <laughs> after being so impressed by when jammers too, um, I then, I was like, you know what? I'm liking this game. So I'm very curious of, of the first one now. So I did play, uh, Windjammers one, uh, I played the, um, the arcade mode for it just to get a concept of like where some of the mechanics evolved that some of the mechanics are in here. And I guess that's one of the gripes with Windjammers two, at least as beta, it was just a how to play mode, but I wish there was some kind of just rough training mode to like get your feet wet. But again, it, I mean, it's a beta. So, I mean, I'm, I technically that's kind of unrealistic. You're just, just get in there and play. So <laughs> either way I, uh, I, I acclimated to it. Um, but yeah, when jammers one, uh, played the arcade mode beat, you know, the arcade mode. I was like, you know, take it easy on me. I'm, I'm just trying to get a, just get an understanding of the game before, uh, going back to two. And, um, yeah, it's fun. I think I learned some, some, some techniques that I didn't know. Um, that are into or, um, have been evolved from the base ones in one. Um, I think the biggest one is like you, you can, uh, do the deflect move in two, but you couldn't do it in one. There was something else, um, that I think is not in one, but for the most part, a lot of the fundamentals are in the first one. 
uh, that were pretty cool. I had to, I had still had to play with my boy Gary Holmes right on. <laughs> um, so yeah, totally fun. Um, yeah, wind jammers. I, I didn't know. I didn't know the greatness of this game. I underestimated the greatness of this game. I think I've seen like my roommates play it at some point. Um, but you know, I was like, I am now enlightened. I am now enlightened to uh, wind jammers. I am now <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, that's another thing. Yeah, the characters just have some uh, just just personality to them, which I always appreciate too. So, wind jammers. I am now. Uh, I am now a fan. I am now a fan. I was not before, but I am now. I I am now. Um. Other than that, that's pretty much all of what I've been playing. Um, I get into what I've been watching, which has been Suicide Squad, or I, I guess to separate itself because it's fucking confusing. Um, the Suicide Squad, uh, not to be confused with Suicide Squad that came out in, uh, I think 2016, 17. Um, so yeah, uh, Suicide Squad. So it technically is a, it's technically a re technically a re mm, it's a, it's like su, uh, half reboot. I forgot the term. It's basically kind of a reboot, but not a re a reboot slash sequel. Um, where there's a lot of the, there's continuity of some of the characters like, um, I forgot her name. Viola Davis's character, who's like the, you know, commander of the suicide squad. And, um, you know, some of the returning characters, uh, Margot Robbie as, uh, um, how am I drawing a blank of her name? Uh, Harley Quinn. Um, you know, the boomerang dude from, uh, from the, from that movie, uh, is back. And then, um, I forgot the commander guy, dude, whatever his name is. He, he's, he's, uh, he's back in this one as well. So it's like they, uh, kind of acknowledge that the previous suicide squad kind of happened, but don't as well. It's, it's hard to explain, but it, it, it's fine. Um, but then, uh, (laughs) it's like, they basically directly like, you know, don't acknowledge some of the previous characters, like Will Smith's characters, Will Smith's dead shot is now technically kind of replaced by Idris Elba's Bloodsport, uh, where they're kind of fairly similar in terms of gun, <laughs> black gunmen. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure that's unintentional, more or less. But uh, then you got King Shark, uh, who's kind of like, you know, lovable, dumb, oaf, kind of, a, I guess, uh, stereotype. I, I didn't know until after the movie, he was voiced, uh, 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 voiced by Sylvester Stallone of all people. It's like some moments you can kind of recognize it. Uh, but it didn't register until after the movie was done. I was like, Oh damn, that's Sylvester Stallone. I did not know that. So, um, this movie is sure as hell violent. That's for sure. I mean, I kind of somewhat knew that coming in, but I was like, damn, I didn't know they were, they were going this far. Um, I guess spoilers for suicide squad. If you, uh, 
haven't watched or you plan to watch it. Um, but I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll just spoil it. Um, it as, as a whole, it was weird after I watched it, I was like, I felt very indifferent about the movie and I wasn't sure why. And then after like some thought and reflection on it, yeah, I think it was just, it, it felt like it was trying too hard in a lot of areas, um, uh, to be comedic when it didn't necessarily have to be, it could have been, I think more subtle about, uh, some, some comedy aspects. Um, I mean, all, a lot of the moments and scenes were pretty dope and cool, but I just, my lasting impression of it felt, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It just like if indifferent. And I think just the fact that I feel indifferent about it, um, you know, made me feel, uh, not too like just okay. It didn't feel like horrible. Like, oh, this movie is atrocious, but I didn't also feel like, oh, this movie is awesome. Excellent. I don't know. Maybe it's a change of pace from like the standard superhero movies. Um, you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but towards the end you fight, um, this star enemy, which I'm assuming is, has been in the comics before, but, um, I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I don't know. It, it, it maybe was just too, too out there for me. I don't know. But I mean, I think that technically is what in, is in line with like the, general suicide comics. I assume at least from some of the research I did after the fact, but, uh, I'm not sure why, but it just as a whole, it was just fine. It wasn't like it wasn't, um, it wasn't great. It was good, but wasn't great or horrible. It just was just right there for me personally. But, um, I've heard, you know, a lot of people like absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's just weirdly how I felt. Definitely way for sure. Hands down better than, uh, uh, suicide squad 2017 for sure. So, um, that for sure is a given. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, overall, yeah, I think it's totally a good movie. If you're a fan of DC Marvel movies, um, I think you, I think you'll, and you're not, uh, you know, I guess queasy to violence cause there sure as hell a lot of violence in it. Um, <laughs> I forgot about the whole like initial scene and what the first 15, 20 minutes, like literally they kill off <laughs> a ton of characters, um, which I think at least I'm assuming if you've read the comics, that's supposedly been alluded to before. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I just it's fine. It's 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 fine. That's that's still my lasting impression. Um Idris Elba's character was pretty good. Uh John Cena was pretty good uh as peacemaker. Um Margot Robbie was good. She um was pretty good in terms of her role. Um yeah, as a whole, it was fine. I guess not necessarily my cup of tea. Um uh, I mean, like if, you know, somebody asks me, would I want to watch it again? I mean, I'd be like, I guess, <laughs> which I think is a pretty big indication of, uh, you know, I guess how you feel about a movie. So yeah, the suicide squad, um, I guess apparently it didn't do too well in the box office, but I mean, like, 
I mean, in case people have maybe forgot, we're still in a pandemic and like there's now a new variant. So it's like, well, I mean, yeah, maybe we should, uh, might maybe want to pump the brakes still. So, uh, but I digress suicide. Well, excuse me, the suicide squad, not to be confused with suicide squad, uh, 2017. Um, also watched, uh, Marvel's what if that premiered, uh, I think yesterday, technically, um, pretty damn good. Definitely a, a pretty cool first episode. Um, so Marvel's what if is, uh, basically a, um, basically a what if scenario, <laughs> like the title, like what if, um, Captain America didn't actually, uh, get the super soldier soldier serum, but, uh, Peggy Carter, uh, did instead, which is basically what the main plot of this episode was. So pretty much they hit a lot of the beats from Captain America, the first soldier, um, where pretty much they do a whole different take on it. If Peggy Carter actually got the super soldier serum instead. Um, so I guess spoilers for Marvel, what if, but, um, yeah, they do definitely hit a lot of the beats of, uh, uh, the first soldier, which is pretty good. Um, that I, I'm surprised it felt like maybe it was longer, but it was only like the episode was only 30 minutes, but they like covered a lot of ground in 30 minutes for what, like a, a two hour movie of the original. Um, but, uh, you know, of course they truncated a lot of stuff, obviously, but I think they hit it all the points they needed to, to catch people up to speed. Um, but yeah, I, I like the concept. Uh, <laughs> Captain Carter is, uh, you know, uh, instead of who Steve Rogers is, Steve Rogers is <laughs> kind of like Iron Man slash, um, uh, war machine, at least in this now. So he's like, uh, you know, controlling a robot, um, and Peggy Carter, they're like kind of a duo. Uh, <laughs> it was a dope scene where like, um, Peggy is riding on uh, Steve in his robot. And then she's doing like all this acrobatic stuff. You know, she's uh demolishing people, uh, propellers in the sky and like throwing dudes out of planes and fighting in midair and then jumping back on, uh, on Steve's uh, robot and stuff. So it's fun. It's fun. I like the concept and idea. I'm definitely very curious since they, I think they semi confirmed that this series is gonna, technically tie in with the official Marvel universe, quote unquote. So, you know, considering the whole multiverse, the obvious apparent multiverse stuff, that's definitely going to happen with a lot of these movies coming up. Um, I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see, uh, you know, potentially like will, um, the actor that played in the, the agent Carter, like series, like, you know, maybe return as, um, captain Carter. And then, you know, have this whole, you know, universal excuse to blend everything together or something like that. I think it, it, the likelihood is pretty likely it feels like. So, um, well, I guess we'll see with each, you know, uh, new episode that definitely, you know, covers totally different, you know, what if scenarios and see if that actually comes to be, but 
as a whole, um, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> a lot of, you know, Bucky wasn't the one that fell off. He actually got saved from falling off the train. Um, instead it was technically, um, uh, Steve Rogers that, uh, you know, met the demise, but they quickly saved him and he was captured and then, you know, managed to get into the, his mech suit and they charged it up because it was drained. And then there was a damn Hydra, a literal Hydra that you had to fight. And, you know, um, what's his name? The red mask came in, uh, Zemo, uh, not Zemo. I'm thinking of, um, who's the damn dude with the robot that, uh, eventually potentially becomes the robot or something like that. I forgot his name, but you know what I mean? Um, so they all came into play and, uh, you know, <laughs> what's his name? Red skull made a, met a pretty quick demise towards the end. But, um, all in all, I, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool, <laughs> a cool take on, you know, what if this didn't happen? Um, and you know, Peggy Carter was, was, uh, Captain Carter. So yeah, pretty, I'm looking forward to the other series. I mean, they showed some of the other people like what if T'Challa was star Lord? What was the other one? What if Killmonger saved Iron Man? And I guess maybe technically would be, uh, the black Panther potentially, it seems like maybe, I don't know, but definitely interested to see, uh, how this series plays out. And I think they technically confirm there's going to be another, another season. And then also captain Carter is going to return to the other season. And I guess that was other thing too, like towards the end, uh, you know, where they, instead of Steve sacrificing herself, she technically sacrificed herself and she goes into a time portal with the, with the Hydra and then, you know, comes back and it's like, you know, kind of similar to Steve Rogers where he was frozen up until now, but she came out of a portal years later, uh, roughly in the same time frame, basically before the events of the Avengers, um, the first Avengers and, you know, Samuel Jackson and a uh, Hawkeye are there. So it's like, um, oh, uh, uh, who are you? <laughs> and then, oh man, this is weirdly convenient that you're, you're just in time for the Avengers. I wonder if, oh man, if the timelines were, were accidentally crossed, uh, man, maybe, maybe Captain Carter might be, you know, re you know, reinstated into the main timeline tech quote unquote main timeline now, huh? It's, it's weird how that, that potentially could happen, you know? So I guess only time will tell, uh, only time will tell, uh, all in all I'm taking it. I'm a sucker for Marvel, so I can't even, you know, Hey, <laughs> as long as it's a superhero, I'm more than likely going to be interested in this to some extent. So, uh, there's definitely some bias there, but I mean, there's been some stuff, Marvel stuff. I haven't necessarily enjoyed like black widow. I, I wasn't too much of a fan of, but, um, yeah. So all in all, Hey, <laughs> I was trying to play a theme, but I can't remember it. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, outside of that, that's pretty much been it for me. Um, and I think in turn, 
that will uh, conclude episode 116 of uh, Switches Sights. Um, well, uh, if you did like or appreciate this podcast, feel free to like, rate, or subscribe if you're listening and or watching. Uh, you can also catch this podcast get recorded live on Twitch TV slash Switch. You can also catch the archive of this podcast in video form on youtube.com slash switch as well. Uh, but until then and next time, um, get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.